Street Podcast. What's up, people? Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, thoughts in the art world, struggles with the art world. I think we're going to get in there today. It's going to get dark. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Today in studio uh, in Vancouver at Save on Radio, we got a very, very special fella. He's an illustrator and an entertainment artist living in Vancouver, Canada, Was work experience as a concept artist and designer in feature film, animated TV, and games. Member of uh, Humble Drawing Club, I uh, must admit, right. a, good, a very good member, and also a true supporter of an art scene, I would say. Uh, you're the one, Jake Collins. By the way, I didn't ask how to say your last name. Did oh, it's uh, Collins. Collins. Yeah, Damn, yeah. okay, I got it. Good. I, I, I think I've been told it's uh, possibly French and it's Collange, but I don't do that. So. You don't want to sound that fancy. <laughs> no, no. Not that special. Uh, thanks for joining the show. I really appreciate oh, it. I'm, I've, I've been kind of glued to it since I found it, and I, I wanted to support you since I listened to the first one. Well, uh, it really means a lot, and from the conversation, conversations we've had before, I think we always just dive deep, and uh, I imagine this is going to be a really good one. I, I enjoy talking to you quite a bit. Uh, you know what's interesting? I was just even looking at your uh, description of yourself on your website, and you say... Illustrator, entertainment artist first, and then you say designer second. Is that a specific distinction you try to make? I don't think so, no. I think it's just um, you go by many names once you're a, a generalist. Like I once I was a 3D artist, and then illustration so broad. Designer is what they call you in mm-hmm. animation. Yeah. Concept art is what they call you in video games and film. So, so you don't really care uh, which one it is? Not really, no. no. I but it, and so in the end, you just artist? Uh, sure. What do you like, go by? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't don't mind that. I'm trying to put labels in you right here, but we don't have to choose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So working film, TV, uh, and you are very very versatile artist, which I want to get into. I'm mean, looking. In fact, actually, before we continue, uh, for people who want to see Jake's art, just go to jakecollinge.com and uh, on Instagram at college Jake. But I would say go to your website because you have a really great variety of work and. Uh, like a true artist who do a lot of study, so it's it's pretty cool to see. Oh, thanks. So if you're listening, uh, get on there while we're talking. But um, uh, I, I thought we'd start, but do you want to talk a little bit about what, what your life is like now as an artist? Where are you at? What's your work like? Well, right right now I'm I'm freelancing for a couple different outfits, so I'm getting to, to touch on a bit of animated feature, a bit of larger budget games, and then also a, a small pitch doing backgrounds for a cartoon. So oh. right now I'm kind of like, hopping around doing something different every day um, yeah so that, that's kind of where I'm at right now mostly um, background uh, environment conceptual all the way through props and some characters too so is that ideal for you do you like the variety I, I think so yeah I, I think many many aspects of my practice or career whatever you want to call it is, is kind of generalist focused and uh, now that you're saying now that you're freelancing do you see yourself staying pursuing uh, that path or that kind of work life situation I've already you know flipped in between a few times you know in between a, a studio job you might have nine months of employment and then you mm-hmm. got to be quick on your toes um, sometimes you get lucky through your network and freelance just pops up out of nowhere so mm-hmm. I've already you know hopped the fence a few times and the, the grass can always be greener there's <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm really 
really outgoing and I, I just really want to be around people and uh, it, it's just it flops all the time and then other times you just want to stay at home and drop. sometimes or yeah like yeah. like sometimes you can you can spend that year doing freelance and it's a little more lonely but you're you can watch your your craft um, maybe excel because the pressure is a little different um, mm -hmm. and there's so definitely uh, sorry, uh, oh just it's just yeah. it's it's a good challenge like I'd recommend yeah. to anyone if you've always only done freelance or you've only done studio like it it's such a great challenge to uh, hop to different modes of working, different responsibilities, new projects, working with new art directors. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that's been a big part of my wanting to be a generalist and try different things. Mm -hmm. but, but while you say generalist, though, I mean you still tend pretty close to two D, just drawing, imagining, designing, right? Yeah, I, I suppose like being moldable to like as I've done. Um, you know some some book covers pitch work okay, okay, uh, yeah. i used to be a 3d artist and that's how i actually got into design in the first place and then you escaped um, it you escaped oh the 3D artist life. <laughs> there there is a little bit of a, a reason why i did it but uh it's actually been incredibly helpful so on on film jobs where there's really big sets to imagine yeah, it's yeah. incredibly helpful to be able to mock things up and pass that through the pipeline so it's all coming full circle anyways you it's know? same same with me going through animation mm -hmm. but why did you stop doing 3d and then or i mean you didn't stop but you kind of went to design and concept art a lot a lot more uh, i i think it might have been like a little bit of the the creative control of figuring out the what where there's a lot of the how in the modeling yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and it depends on the production sometimes you'll get a rough sketch and as a modeler you get incredible uh freedom to to solve it and figure it out. Um, the easiest way I could explain it is like if, if you were given a drawing of a bar stool, yep. uh, most people are going to execute it the same way. Okay. So that's where I, I could picture the, the drawback of the, the freedom mm -hmm. sometimes. This is so interesting you, you mentioned it because uh, having worked with various modelers, uh, I notice how many are creative and how many are not. And you, mm. it's so it's interesting what you're talking about it seems like in your case you would have been the person where you're probably more happy with being given a rough sketch so you can still add some creativity right and imagination to it I which, think so, yeah. which i feel like as a designer i kind of preferred because then it feels like a team effort it feels like hey i gave i, I started this but you're building on top of it to yeah, yeah yeah for sure like probably my one of my most favorite uh film productions at uh rainmaker quite a while ago um it was incredibly collaborative there there'd be people from departments drifting back and forth uh asking for extra information when they needed it and you were you actually felt good that you were taking something you created giving yeah, yeah. it to someone else to make it better yeah, and yeah. the next department would make it better and when you really feel that uh you know the the teamwork comes out and the quality goes up that's so good yeah. i mean that's that's the ideal way yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully it's always likely that but Unfortunately, it's not always like that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the freelance life, I know there's a bit of a kind of romanticism around it, I think, uh, because you're working technically, uh, well, not for yourself, but you're controlling your time when that means you can mm -hmm. make more personal work. Has that been true? Uh, it's been true, but except for recently, like having having the Took three different <laughs> projects is a, is a little bit too much. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very dedicated. I have a stop clock. I put my best in on every assignment. Oh, wow. uh, and so sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I'll just drain myself by pacing it out in a way where I, I don't have as much time to do my own, own work, which is very important to me. So 
I have to learn to control that. I was actually thinking about this. You said you use a clock when you start painting, just like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, I, I charge hourly for all of the current jobs and yeah. I think it's my due diligence to, you know, put in the honest work because I, once you start, uh, you know, going down the slippery slope of <laughs> internet. Oh yeah. We're, we're just, um, you know, um, in any way abusing your freedom of being able to bill and charge per hour based on drawings, which yeah. it's hard to judge a drawing and how long it took, as you know, sure. but you don't want to start toying with that. And yeah. I, I just want to, you know, I'm, I picked an hourly rate. I'm going to follow through with that. Yeah end of story so i use a clock to kind of time all that out that's a great idea one, one thing i found i just actually had this idea recently or it's not a new idea but i'm thinking if i go back to freelance i have to time myself because one thing i've heard many people say and i've experienced it as well is that i didn't know when to stop working because what if i took you know a little slightly longer lunch and then because you know i went for a run and then i'm back to drawing exactly. and at seven i'm like i don't remember if i did all the hours <laughs> and did i make a coffee in between while you're like if you're at a full-time like if you're at a job at a studio i don't know you want to go get a coffee it doesn't seem like seems like you, i mean you, i don't know if you're counting it maybe people do maybe yeah, i'm a bad not, person not so much i mean like <laughs> yeah. yeah like long lunches happen you have your planned breaks for a reason uh sometimes you get slammed with a lot of work sometimes it slows down and extra coffees are totally fine yeah but uh, i just found myself yeah. when freelancing i was like i don't know if no I you're working. <laughs> you're exactly right and i get guilty if i don't know uh you know, I'll usually wind the clock back as opposed to forward if I really don't know. Okay. And the stop clock just, it got rid of my guilt, you know? Okay. It's all about the clock. Good yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least for me, you know. Uh, because you've been, you said, in games and TV and movie productions, kind of got to see it all. Is there, I guess, I don't know, maybe which, what do you value about each or which one do you prefer? It hasn't gotten to a point where you just want to stay in one world. Uh, I guess as far as the entertainment stuff, there's there's not a big difference as a, a designer in many productions. Um, obviously, if you're on a like a mobile team of very few artists, you're probably gonna have to do a lot more different yeah. tasks. Uh, if you're sending assets overseas to be modeled after you design them, very different types of tasks. Good luck. And yeah, <laughs> and that's that's not dictated by game or animation. It could happen in both. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I can say from working on a, a a game of a larger scope where the the levels are elaborate and diverse and there's a lot of art mm -hmm. uh, that can be can be even better than uh, animation sometimes in that there's there's a even larger array of things to design if it's a big a big open world kind of game there's a lot to it whereas uh, dealing with locked cameras you know you can kind of get yeah, more yeah, specific yeah. right away and I feel like if you if you do love design games you really get to think about how things work or maybe a lot more just because more and more things are now interactable and so you really have to think yeah, hinges yeah. and construction and yeah there's an interactive states gameplay requirements um i guess what yeah. you're not you're not thinking about like framing things unless it's an artwork that will um launch a new environment for example yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you're not thinking about um yeah the compositional arrangement of the whole in some cases because you don't have a fixed camera the yeah. player can wander and look at whatever they want you got to try and make it look good all over a lot less cheating i like it it's, it's sound, it, <laughs> I, I, from the small i guess some game work i've done uh, it's been fun for that reason uh, mm. have to think a lot more i think right not i mean not that you wouldn't in um, film or tv is just the, that 
ch challenge is a lot higher where like you said if you're not painting or working to camera now everything yeah. matters yeah. and it's then for animation it's even more difficult as well i would say because it's so much easier to get nice curves when you're an arcs when you're animating to a camera versus mm, any, any mm -hmm. angle should look good mm. anyways anyways um is there and so what i want to ask you is that is there a difference between what keeps you in this industry now versus why you got got into it in the first place ah well it, it is i must say like as a, a preface to anything i might i might <laughs> say that uh, about my displeasure towards the, the industry i mean it it's a great job to be a creative and be able to to make money doing it uh the part of the drawback i'm, I'm having now is that whether or not you make anything that's really adding to society is not up to you it's kind of a bit of a lottery like will the tv show have wholesome messages and actually have something human in it or is it just going to be popcorn like is your game going to flop and yeah, no yeah. one's going to ever play it or is it going to be a success and have some impact like yeah. it's not up up to your control and that that's been a little bit of the thing i'm i'm working with recently mm -hmm. uh, not not super recently but mm -hmm. but I, I guess yeah. is that something you just don't really think about when you got into it because what were the reasons you got into yeah, just probably just I like played a lot of games when I was young <laughs> and I I always took all the art classes in high school um, there was a presentation at my my small town school from um, the Art Institute okay. and that kind of pulled me to Vancouver and I'm like yeah like games totally make sense I love them and I draw mm -hmm. a lot uh, so it's a, it's a little bit uh, casual on making the decisions, but I don't I don't regret anything till now about it. Mm -hmm. It seems un unfortunate that at this point, like you're saying, if you want to uh, the product you're working on to make some sort of impact or be valuable, I mean, unless you're high up and in the writing rooms, maybe mm. it's very far. It's so far out of your control. That or I guess like there's there's um, more independent options now. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. more more people to pitch funding to um sometimes it's just you just want to do solo work like you just want to be an illustrator mm -hmm. um be inspired by the real world say something visually put it out there and that can be empowering so i think if i could keep up with that you i'll, I'll that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know i'll be okay working in entertainment but it, the key word is entertainment for me that's where everything hinges is yeah. it is it entertainment first or is it something about the human condition and soulful first that is also entertaining? And let's be honest, it's about entertainment. People, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people tend to take the easier option with art, I find a lot. And, you know, if you're tasked with watching a really emotionally difficult movie or, you know, something in the Marvel universe and you're with some friends, what are you going to pick, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's just it's kind of what we are asking for as an audience even even thinking trying to think about how many uh, impactful you know whether it's m movies or yeah tv shows whatever games that i've consumed mm -hmm. i mean those come occasionally and then make waves because they are so special but then right. overall right it's not so one thing i found i, I don't know if uh, how early you get in the process you get to see what the project will be about because usually you know for getting on uh let's say it's a tv show how early can you read the script and really try to figure out what it's all going to be about before not that it's before it's too late but before you realize that you're you know you're committing a <laughs> year two years of your life to this thing and, you know, and 
what yeah, it's not be. <laughs> yeah, not usually until you you start right. Exactly. Like you yeah. you kind of might get to take a peek at the art and uh, hear a little bit about it, and then once once you sign up and you're there, they usually throw a script on your desk and <laughs> and you're aware that they're going to rewrite this thing. Hey Jake, a lot. so we want to sell toys. Uh, they're going to be yeah. cars, so. Make sure when you draw them, don't make them too good or too complicated because, you know, we won't be able to make oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have I've, you heard that? I've actually, uh, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've said no to a job that was going to be primarily about translating toys because I am yeah. have a lot of other annoying things I care about, such as, um, yeah, just consumerism and <laughs> the environment, and I don't want to just be making a bunch of plastic things. Yeah. Like, it's inevitable I guess, and, and honestly, I mean, now we're talking about it, and I'm thinking about it a lot more, oh but it's... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, 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 but it's easy. I, it's easy not to, because I feel like for the longest time, for a lot of us, as artists, the goal is just like, I just want to make a living making art, you know, for, mm. for the, because up to that point, until you get to be, uh, until you're comfortable in a studio, and you, you know, the, the kind of the blinders or what's like something, the... the first couple of years wear off of just like man i get to make art and then you're like wait what is this all about <laughs> yeah so it's, it's hard to think yeah. about in the beginning early yeah, on for sure yeah, yeah i, I kind of wish i was introduced to like a broader spectrum of art i think that's what that's been one of the pivotal things is like you you could just be into entertainment art from the get-go and you just you just stay in that zone mm -hmm. but if you look at the the big picture of what art can do for the world and the many ways it acts mm -hmm. um that starts to really broaden your your perspective on on what you're doing at least for me so when have you noticed that when has this uh, change occurred in you sometimes it I, I made some very conscious decisions to like step away from very popular online hubs like um like cg hub and um good old art station yeah and i i made a really conscious choice like several years ago to just step away from that because if you live only in that one sphere, you're gonna get inspired by and contribute to that one sphere. So it might be a, a performance artist that, you know, I thought there's not much to offer there, but one day you see a performance and it is so emotional and concise and a different experience that you're, you're open to different ways of communicating or thinking now. Mm -hmm. And that's happened with obviously like songwriting. Mm -hmm. I get really into lyrics of lasting artists that I really like respect picture mm -hmm. books movies obviously um, but not those hubs they don't offer that if if you are interested in being like the best entertainment artist ever I mean it's perfect but yeah, if yeah. you start to have a hunger to look outside of that sphere of art mm -hmm. I think it it is actually kind of bad to expect to find yourself within the realms of what's what's popular mm -hmm. and yeah you start to end up having like the same uh, idols as yeah. everyone else and i find myself just trying to claw away closer to the the human experience in in some perspective yeah uh, less escapism more more real world i think that's where my yeah, yeah. i'm actually at inside and that's why i mean you use that word entertainment industry and i think this is the the perfect time <laughs> to, to, use it, to, to use that saying because yeah it's very true and it's I think it's quite easy to consume a lot of just pretty uh, mm -hmm. beautiful imagery mm -hmm. without context 
Especially, yeah. I mean, you and I, we like to, we do representation work. So the, the technical aspect of it, like, I think always speaks loud. But so do you find yourself when you look at, I mean, when you're flooded was just really cool imagery, but not a lot of context or just, you know, it's always, I, I keep using this example here, but, you know, a bunch of orcs in armor and half-naked women <laughs> running around was like shooting magic. That's how, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. But uh, <laughs> is that affecting you in a bad way, do you think? Yeah, so yeah? sometimes, yeah. I, I did teach online for several years, and mm -hmm. I, I would have this discussion with with students just to find out like is is this inspiring you or is this kind of belittling you and making you feel like you're you know a, a fish in a big sea of people who are better than you and it fluctuates I think like for, for me I found like oh it'd be so cool to do something like that and then other days it's like oh that, that took so many hours I don't have that in me or I will I will not be that good or who am I because I, I'm not into these things and it it's it's all what you bring to it, obviously, but yeah, yeah. but you don't have yeah. to look at you know game art and animation art to feel that way. You, mm -hmm. you can go to a gallery and feel exactly oh. the same way too. Yeah. Or is that not helpful either? Oh no, I I think it's it's obviously your your perspective at the time and you know your your friends and like if everything is channeling into one particular niche all the time, your yeah. perspective is probably going to be centered around that. Mm -hmm. So my perspective probably shifted as I learned more about other realms of art, that the more I looked at that, the more I felt it was distancing itself from me. Mm -hmm. That was... Uh, yeah, I, was I don't know say. if that, that makes sense. It's kind of... No, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand why you're trying to get away f to kind of get away from it. And yet, uh, you know, and yet you're still working in this field. So what's, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> don't tell well, anyone. Yeah. It, it, what's keeping you? It's, it is a really fulfilling, creative, challenging job where you get to do art. And yep. um, yeah, the, the people can be amazing. The, the project could be amazing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would like to find some wiggle room in like the, the distant future where I, I might go down different paths and I'm open to that. I mean, like nobody's locked in their fixed career path, mm -hmm. the world we live in right now. So th there's lots of avenues I I would like to go down, um, but yeah, maybe the the entertainment aspect will always have to be there in in some form because, you know, the world's not looking out for you, right? You got the bills. Yeah. Hey, that because that's what I was gonna say. So actually, this morning I just <laughs> uploaded some art to Art Station. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I, some stuff I. I, I'm allowed to release some work from a previous project finally. So oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, as far and I'm honestly, I'm putting it up there so that you know it's it's basically having an online portfolio because eventually, yeah. eventually I'll probably need more jobs or more work. So, <laughs> in in that sense, it, it's hard to it's hard to escape it unless you, you know either you're really comfortable, you know you're always going to have something in the future, or you are trying to lean away. But it's just uh, from what I've seen, to be an artist and to make a living. This is probably the not safer, but it's a little bit more steady route rather than, you know, let's say you're going to go freelance illustration and, uh, and it's not impossible. It's just you're now competing in a bigger market with less jobs or, mm. you know, bigger amount of people trying to get this piece. It might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you have to be a professional. Put yourself out there. You, yeah. you can't exist if you're not on the Internet. Like my my most long term um, freelance job right now came from just me posting uh, more cartoony as as 
the world went on, like my art <laughs> seemed to get more, a little more wacky, a little more cartoony yeah, yeah, yeah. overall. And just from sharing it, that's how a job came up. So I think leaning away is the right point. Like you, you have to be kind of engaged in, mm-hmm. in some ways, but leaning away is, is key because you might go there to be inspired, but you're not going there to um, mimic and compare yourself. To become one right? of them one of the masses yeah you could just like how social media and like facebook's pretty rotten but there are still uses where you can you can be aware of what's going on and utilize it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and that's what i've had to do is you know i will also you know if i could preface this whole thing and and just say like i was really into you know science fiction fantasy lord of the rings Mm -hmm. stuff when i was younger Um, but now that's like it's it's fading and I'm not going to fight it and pretend that I want to do the, the orcs and the, <laughs> s- the spaceships and all that. Are and although getting... I have, when, it, when I've been hired to do, yeah. um, like, like I worked on the, uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, yeah. series, that, that movie. And it was fun to get into some sci-fi for the job. Mm-hmm. But when you go to personal life, it, it's been dissolving and I'm not going to ignore that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be true to myself and try and make things that are me and what I care about. Is it, is this what getting jaded is like? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I thought of that, thought of that yesterday that? actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like uh, it could be a natural process. Like when I'm going to sketch groups, and I mm-hmm. anyone that anyone that knows me knows I like to get yeah, like you said, serious a little bit yeah. quick. And to me, it's just trying to be trying to be critical and learn from other people's experience as well. So when I find someone that's been around a while. Yeah you could say it's a little bit jaded or they're just learning more about themselves <laughs> because there are a lot of people that do incredible entertainment work and they they still love it or they love it more than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, jaded couldn't be the word to, to go by. I love it. It uh, evolved maybe. There you go. Jaded is a little bit too pessimistic in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be, I want to be like seen as critical and not pessimistic, yeah, yeah, which yeah. people often confuse, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I, I value those uh, conversations we have, even though they uh, go like in a critical route. <laughs> I think it's almost like it's just a it's a hel- healthy do- dose of reality. It's almost uh-huh. uh, just like I feel like it's almost as if you spend a year of most of your free time going to playing video games, and one year you like kind of awoke and you're like, "What happened to this year?" Oh wait, mm. I just played video mm-hmm. games, and I think it can be the same way. It's like, hey, so what did you spend last two years of your of your life on? You know, uh-huh. oh, I made this thing that uh, I don't know promotes kids to eat a lot of bubble gum and play with plastic or something. Like you're saying, <laughs> I mean, this is this. I mean, I I realize I sound pessimistic, but it can be that as well. And it, so, uh, to me, it's just interesting that I don't know if you can get, I don't know if you can bypass as a especially artist, entertainment artist, or whatever you can bypass this middle stage where you are pretty happy just making all these cool things and then you get to a point where which is what you're talking about all of a sudden and it's probably maybe that's just something that comes with age where you're just start to think about a little bit less inward more outward right and and then you just realize you want to make an impact as a human right i can i can see that for sure it's almost yeah almost like a natural progression where uh, i don't know if you've met many people who escape that route early on in their you know whatever art career uh, or whatever you want to call it and decided not to go down the path of i don't know making making mobile games and mm. and then started doing something that's meaningful to them i, I guess hmm. have you met anyone like that i'm trying to th- 
yeah, trying to think. Like, I'm, I'm positive I have because I, I usually ask people like a few too many questions, <laughs> and they just, they just want to like chill out, and I'm like trying to like find <laughs> out what, why did you do that, and like. But tell me the truth. Yeah, like, like let's let's not do like the, the small talk for an hour. Like exactly. Tell me your feelings. Like get, get into the true stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Maybe I, I did come from a small town. Um, maybe that affected how I, how I see people um like when i when i see like the the district are in right now like the downtown east side i'm quite heavily inquisitive and compassionate about it whereas a lot of other people they they kind of like to just turn away from it and that's definitely something core to my character that i'm thinking about a lot is like some things must have led me to want to be compassionate to people who seem like they're they're not you know, able to contribute mm -hmm. and it'll take some investigation to figure out why exactly that is. Uh, yeah. and, but that, that's coming back to the whole entertainment escaping from reality to have a break from our stressful life, mm -hmm. which we need There's versus value in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. observing and being in the real world to say something about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, maybe I'm over speaking, but it, it seems really noble to try and use art to do something that's beyond showing off your drafting skills and your your quality and abilities, you know. For sure, yeah. That's uh, you. You and I spoken about that. Is that I'm trying to, I'm hoping to find more ways in uh, doing that, and especially once you start hanging out with people outside of the art community, you realize they don't really care about art, and maybe that's fair. And so then, uh, <laughs> what uh, water. What are things that kind of yeah put us on on the same ground and it's just like especially if you hopefully like spending time with the right people it's you know we're pretty lucky to live in north america so i think we have a responsibility mm -hmm. to i don't know, help yeah. out because life is pretty easy here <laughs> yeah if you if you keep keep some perspective and everyone has different ways to to keep that perspective um like when one of my friends uh said said this little blurb that really stuck with me and he's like if i'm if i'm very privileged, which I am by living here, and I want to make art, it's an absolute waste for me to not make art, because a lot of people around the world could only dream of having the space and the time and a life where they could just express something. That's a good point, yeah. And he's like, you don't want to, you don't want to, like, squander that by, you know, producing nothing lasting with your time and energy. And hopefully meaningful, but then the downside of being so privileged is that, is that you don't struggle as much, and struggle makes good art, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, for sure. Like, maybe it comes out in hindsight, like you you will just, you know, go on a, a tangent with your art, and you'll be really into certain things for a while, and in hindsight, you'll put all the pieces together and realize why you're passionate about that thing right now. And it's very hard to discover yourself in the moment and, and analyze yourself on what you're doing and why you're doing it right now. But yeah. when you look back a year and then a year before that, and a year before that, you can really see the pivotal moments that mm -hmm. got you here. And they're almost all learning something outside the sphere you're in, whether it's, you know, picking up a book on like philosophy that you've never thought of before or opening yourself up to this really weird sculpture in a museum and actually asking questions. And then now I have like so much more patience to, to just observe sculpture, 
like you want to go and look at this piece of fine art and mock it, I'm going to stand there longer and see if I can get something <laughs> from it, you know? That's a really cool perspective. Yeah. So this is where you're at? Is this yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a culmination of little little experiences that pulled me outside of my jerkish self where I was about to shun <laughs> something. I learned from it, and it's unrelated seemingly, but it yeah. comes back, you know? You saw that Banksy piece, and then you're like, it, got, mm -hmm. it shredded itself. Amazing. And you were going to hate on it, but then wait. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not real, but, uh, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if I was selling a piece of art for a million dollars, I think I would check out that frame pretty close, so... Uh, <laughs> They, they knew what was going on. Yeah. They knew what yeah. was going on. It's part of the thing. Yeah. I, I believe it made it more expensive, the spectacle. Yeah. Anyways. I, I gave the thumbs up, but yeah, yeah totally did. So you didn't judge. You're, you, you appreciated it. Yeah. I think before we move forward, because I, I, I do want to keep digging into this, I want to know what, you, what your plan is, you know, having said all of this. And to me, it's interesting. It's almost like you're in a transition point of hopefully uh, kind of escaping the entertainment and trying to move more towards meaning, whatever. And so I'm curious to see where you're going to take it. But maybe first, uh, do you want to give us a, a little origin story of Jake? Oh, well, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to, like, like, escape it because there are incredible products that are made in the entertainment sure. realm. Yeah. So I think there's always going to be some kind of some kind of duality between me doing my own experiments um, or finding the right type of illustration work or the right production that is entertaining. Um, and you said it yourself, there's place for entertainment. I mean, oh, we're we, not going to escape it. It's great. It, yeah. It's great. Uh, there's value to it. It's, it's just a matter of maybe quality or uh, beyond surface level entertainment, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the, the biggest, um, yeah, I'll answer the first part of your Let's question as yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah. The, but the, <laughs> but the biggest thing I, I think I'm noticing uh, and I'm not a, I'm not an expert on anything I'm blabbing about, but the the volume at which we are making uh, what I would call entertainment first products and the volume at which we are asking for them is the problem because mm -hmm. you can, you need entertainment. Like I have you know friends that are nurses and they say, hey, you need to get away from that depressing day and escape and feel good. Like mm -hmm. you need some of that entertainment, and you know what, me too, mm -hmm. just in very small amounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't need it very much, but some people do. Uh, so I, I recognize that, but I think it's just the volume at which we're asking for entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as, as far as going back, I think I covered a lot of the the fundamental parts of the, you know, going to the Art Institute, um, Game Art and Design course, it was 2D and 3D. Which city are you from? Um, from 100 Mile House. Okay. So a little place in uh, middle of, middle of BC. Is it northern or is it uh, Northern. Yeah. Northern, yeah. Yeah. Cold? Um, pretty cool <laughs> yeah could be worse but um you guys are any other um questions on you know my path to here that like are, are more specific than uh i like how quick that story was there was almost nothing to, how did you <laughs> did you draw as a kid or anything yeah like that? I, yeah i don't know I, I felt like i yeah touched on that a little bit like yeah, i'd yeah. have some some comics and okay you know yeah, I, would, yeah. I would draw spider-man as when i was younger wouldn't dare to now um and then so you saw yeah. Art Institute, and then how come you picked the 3D side of it? That What was, you know, because you had a lot of choices. You could have done so many. It was a little It was a little more, uh, I guess, generalized when I went there. Oh, um, like, okay, I went yeah. there in, like, 2005, and okay. it, yeah, it was game art and design. You did a little bit of everything. You built a board game. You did life drawing. You learned Maya. Um, then you had your portfolio section, and that's where you could pick. Do I want to be a game designer? Mm -hmm. Do I want to be 
character or environment modeler. Uh, and then from there, I went into doing online casino games, like, you know, 3D racehorse. Oh, the soul-sucking stuff. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at that point, I didn't didn't have a problem with it. It's my, yeah, yeah. It's my first job. You're doing, like, 3D slot machines. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the themes were fun. Uh, there's a lot of problem solving because we were, we were making our own, like, 3D engine to run them. Nice. And... Yeah, from from there, yeah, I got the a little bit of design simultaneously because our team was like three people making these games, okay. three or four. Uh, and after that, I got my first job at Rainmaker doing design. Mm -hmm. And it's kind kind of interesting. I have one of those stories where like they, I got to the interview, they looked through my portfolio more closely, and then I could tell that they were like the art director's waning a little bit, Ooh. and he's like, hmm, like he's looking for like traditional like blueprint architecture kind of layouts okay. orthographics elevation mm. views and i started to he was like waning a bit so i'm like is there something you're looking for kind of thing <laughs> and he's like yeah there's there's no uh, this and that there's no interiors there's mm. no whatever and i'm like oh sure just like you know give me give me a test i'll i'll try it yeah. wow and he ended up doing that uh he just pointed to a weird building like an organic kind of building in my sketchbook yeah, yeah, yeah. and said show me the inside of that yeah from many views and I went ahead and did that enough to get started. Well, very nice. Yeah. Because a lot of people do talk about, I hear a lot of people getting into the, uh, the this kind of work and then, uh, you know, a lot of us started out drawing and I think it seems like a lot of people do want to get back to drawing and designing more. So it's kind of an interesting story. But so you worked mm. on, previous prior to that job, you must have been working on designs just by yourself or? Oh yeah, like you know, drawing, drawing after hours, going to drawing groups. It's the only um, way. Yeah, but obviously I didn't have the portfolio that is ready to be a environment designer. I didn't have the technical breakdowns. I I didn't even really quite grasp what the day to day work looked like. <laughs> I like thought it was just yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it was a a learning experience that you you know you need to find out what art is being produced on a daily basis not the pretty concept art you need to you need to be realistic about what they're going to pay you for hourly or salary in mm -hmm. this case yeah. and you just need to have that in your portfolio and i didn't have that mm -hmm. perspective yeah you know? yeah but i guess that maybe that comes a little later and so, uh, when you're talking about your upbringing do you think the fact that you're living in a smaller city because you've mentioned you weren't ex exposed to as much art as you wish you, you mm -hmm. were to that do you think that kind of played a role i th i think so yeah though like I don't, I don't really have any regrets looking back, but I do mm -hmm. wish I was exposed to even more art, mm -hmm. um, and especially when you start going, like once you leave like smaller town where you do have just like movies, video games, a small gallery maybe, mm -hmm. and you start going down the entertainment path. Everyone's kind of passionate about the same kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a pretty nerdy space. Yeah. Nothing against. There's no nothing negative about that, you know. It's just it's a fun nerdy place where everyone yeah, yeah. can compare all the, you know, mostly animated and game online media. Mm -hmm. But it would have been nice to find an appreciation for other types of art earlier, just for like the thinking and conceptual aspects. You know, the why am I doing this? How how can I do it? Mm -hmm. How can I approach it a little differently than yeah, that's what, what, we, what the norm looks like. 
that's what we chatted with Amory about a little bit that, mm, that, that Emily Carr being oh, things the Emily Carr being a conceptual school and that aspect it's truly missing in schools that are preparing you for entertainment industry and maybe that's fair you know maybe mm. maybe it's fine because I know their goal is to just get your job and I think that's it's a good goal mm-hmm. it's it's better if you do get a job but then you figure out your way because you'll have free time and you're not starving kind of thing. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. But yeah. The encouraging thinking in, in any way, it's, of course, it's so valuable. It's just, see, I, I always go back to this issue where it's uh, just so young. Like, most, <laughs> I didn't have the interest in just learning as many things as, as I'm interested now. I don't, right. I don't know if there could have been a way to get me inspired to, like you're saying, you know, pick up a, uh, like a docking book or something, or I don't know, uh, yeah, uh, outside of the art world. You can, know? You, can you, like, pinpoint very particular incidents where, like, your mind just shifted or expanded? Kind of, like... For example, I, I, don't remem- I don't remember when. I just, there, at a certain point, and I'm sure it must have been gradual, I, I realized how much I care about history and the fascination by the world and mm. the fact that there's so many people that came before us and they built insane, insane amount of beauty architecture history mm-hmm. or they're just all this interest i don't i don't i don't know why i i, I always say it must have been just just young and stupid i guess you don't realize the the grandiose and everything outside of you rather uh, yeah there's there's got to be some sort of um uh darwinian uh, kind of way in there where you probably sh- as a as you're when you're young you're probably supposed to focus on yourself so you survive meaning you know go go get bigger learn how to hunt the, r- the rest comes later it's like you know for men mm. when does your brain stop developing it's something crazy like past 20 years old or something like that I think for women right. it's uh, at a younger age but that's why a lot of guys are just dumb <laughs> it's probably <laughs> part of that thing ouch <laughs> leveling the playing field I don't know if I should be saying these things right I'm gonna get a lot of hate anyway so I don't know if I can pinpoint but for example I don't know if you've seen work by um, uh, Sterling Hundley uh, illustrator mm. I can show it to you later but I remember mm-hmm. seeing his work and it just was so not like anything I've seen before and then it looked like the images were telling stories and you read about it and it's such a sophisticated mature way of telling a story and creating a piece and there's I think there's I've watched some tutorials by him and he talked about his decision making and truly everything counted I think that he Mm. did this piece of Johnny Cash and I think I think it was Johnny Cash and he wanted to um, show him the transition of him younger and older and somehow being able to show his journey in one painting and he did i think he did multiple paintings of him at different stages and he ripped them and collaged them so we you saw through different layers johnny cash mm. it's like but you, you saw multiple versions of him kind of showing through the pages and he would collage he'd draw on top use m- multiple media and yeah. that kind of stuff was just to me that was so mind-blowing because yeah the guy's re- truly thinking outside the box and bringing right. meaning to it and i was like wow but you you have to um you have to add that right mm-hmm. you can't just look at it and say um on the surface i don't like it and walk away like obviously there's a marriage of both where where it should be appealing Mm -hmm. but but you just being fascinated by the making of or the steps or the outside the box that's Mm -hmm. that's probably where you found the value in it right definitely it it was like taking a step beyond kind of like what you're saying was taking a step beyond just a picture it Mm -hmm. now had a story of its own and this is you know this is slightly connected with the idea of uh art that does need a write-up for you to get it but i, I really i truly mm. believe that the most successful art is the one that doesn't need anything else you just see it and right. you get it yeah i yeah i that's pretty 
pretty fair argument for people who are trying to communicate a, a point clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the art that doesn't clearly have a point uh, is, is easily dismissed, but it could also be the thing that is so unusual you want to know. That's what makes it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah true. And true. the other the other thing is I, I've learned, and I had someone in the entertainment realm, I, there was this particular niche of art I was kind of ripping on one day. We were okay. looking online, and I was like, <laughs> man, I don't know why people spend their time making this. And yeah, the guy yeah. was like, what's it to you? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, why are you so mad? Let him make <laughs> what he wants to make. And I was like, no, but like, look at this. Like, it's just, <laughs> people are just clicking on it because you can see an attractive woman's butt. Yeah. Like, they, like they're using sexuality to get clicks and all. And he's like, so what? That's what they like. And he was, yeah, at five minutes later, he had my mind changed. And I, I said, when I see art that I really don't like, just accept that other people do like it. Other and people find it's value not, in it. It's not hurting me, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't walk around with, like, like your own lenses on and, and judge everything by what you at this point in time think is good. Yeah. Like you have to leave room for everyone else to get in to you, right? That's a very good approach. It's a more humble approach. And I think that you're just leaving yourself to learning. In general, like the first reaction and the negative reaction is something you have to question yeah. in yourself. Yeah. In I, many ways. Yeah. yeah. And we all, we all have it. Like you all have flash judgments of people and visuals and like, but, but do you see the glass you know half full when you didn't yeah. like a movie but you still deeply were affected by a few scenes in it yeah. or do you turn around and trash it and move along you know yeah. and this applies to ideas i think this applies to life i think mm -hmm. as, a, as a way of being but but maybe as a counter do you think do you think you as an artist you're responsible for the community and you're responsible for 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 the art field that you're pursuing do you think you have a responsibility to represent it or if not represent it to do it justice to in mm, what, what kind of community well, what, for so what what i mean is that you know you change your mind about a picture of a like uh, of whatever naked girl like, because and I, I, th I think i know what you're talking about i mean with something we talked about as well but do you think by creating that kind of work and it being valued more than other pieces do you think it's making this scene the art scene, you know, maybe that's a digital art community. Do you think it's taking value away from it by making it cheap? You could you could look at it and say it's really juvenile, but you still have to have the perspective to find the pieces that are not juvenile, if that's your overall assumption. So you could throw adjectives on any community and, and bring it down, but I think it's as long as you're still looking for the valuable ones within it, you can still kind of keep a critical, healthy approach to it. So short answer is yes, but there's also, you can't dismiss things because then they're never gonna get in and combine with other things you believe in, yeah. right? This is very difficult because we're just talking about opinions and preferences. Yeah, right? for and sure. And then there's no single one. So that's why this conversation typically goes nowhere. Uh, <laughs> or it just ends up being, well, okay, you know, you like what you like, I like what I like. Yeah. But imagine you and I were in a crew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're in an art crew, in an art group. And then, you know, we're very sophisticated. We're talking about the world. We're trying to help uh, endangered species. We're mm -hmm. trying to bring up these issues. It's you know, good. Yeah. You, you're, you're painting war scenes. You go to... I don't know, you go to Syria or something, you try to talk to the local people. We set up a 
fun. We make paintings about their lives. We expose people. And then all of a sudden, I, <laughs> I get in and I just start drawing like uh, uh, what like a fashion a fashion sh- I just start taking pictures of like people on fashion shows and just painting those people <laughs> and you'll be like dude what the hell like you're, you're making us look bad it, yeah <laughs> is that fair because <laughs> I, I feel uh, this could be the same argument for this art community as a whole because you know sure mm. there's like there's two of us in a, in a gang and you're doing good like you're doing something valuable and I come in like oh that's cool I guess if you have a tight community such as like a <laughs> partnership you hope you're on the same page uh, otherwise that community is not going to yeah, last kick me out yeah yeah then yeah thinking of that that example on bigger perspectives of like the game art community or the drawing group community or um your friend community like like i have lots of friends for example that don't make the kind of art that i'm drifting towards Mm -hmm. and we're still awesome friends because we just have different motivations so choosing where to draw the boundaries of what where our community starts and ends (laughs) is very it's very hard uh, good point. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, te- I'm testing out ideas. I haven't yeah. really made up my mind, but uh, ah, I know shouldn't. that there's it's a value. <laughs> like, it's good that people do different things because that's where the more different uh, aspects we follow, the better. Because then we're just yeah. going to inspire each other in different ways. So, yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So there's space. There's space for yeah. me to be in, in this group of artists. Just yeah. drawing pictures and pretty close, drawing, drawing people in pretty close. Right? Why not? Okay, yeah. cool. I got permission. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, if any, if anyone does uh, look through my, my art after, like, there will be a, you know, politically minded piece about consuming less, and then there'll be something cute, <laughs> and then there'll be, you know, maybe a development piece about a yeah. fictional world of characters, and Sports. then we'll go, yeah. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's probably a a big smattering of different interests, and that's because I am not. <laughs> one single facet of a person. Jake, and you hypocrite. <laughs> I know. Man, you can find hypocrisy in every stone you flip over. Ah, so. you know, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I know, no, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's true. I, I'll probably end up talking a lot and not following through concretely. And that's just, you know, all you do is acknowledge it and continue yeah. to try. I'm very right. tempted to start every podcast by saying everything I say is not even a well-defined idea. It's gonna be if it's just one. Th- <laughs> it's gonna be evolving and changing, and it'll flip sides yeah, yeah. every hour. But wh- I don't know about <laughs> yourself. One thing I don't know, notice about me is that I, I'm maybe because I can. Uh, it's gonna sound cocky, but I think I feel like I can listen to people, and that happens. I feel like I can take on people's ideas, and so usually I end up going from side to side just because I can see maybe reason in both. So for me to make a really solid opinion about something, and this is where I stay. It seems it doesn't happen that often, and so it's rare for me. I'm kind mm. of somewhere in the middle, anyway. So that's yeah. why maybe that's probably why I like doing this. It's probably why I like yeah. talking to yeah. people. Yeah, and and asking the hard questions. Like I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and sometimes my opinions are really strong, and I'm I'm pretty careful with my words. Like I, I don't want to offend people, but sometimes I'll just lay down a really strong statement, and it's not intended to hurt anyone's feelings. But what happens is when somebody presses back. So say you have an opinion on, let's bring it back to art. If you have a strong opinion about a certain kind of art and you throw down the ultimatum where like this kind of art is cheap and it's, you, you don't remember it an hour after you consume it. Mm. We don't need more of that. There's millions of that already. I'm not going to make that. Someone might come up and challenge you and that's where you learn. So 
sometimes when you throw the hammer down and someone else throws the hammer down, that's where you are going to learn. For not sure. not stewing about it in your head like you're some egotistical <laughs> guy who knows everything. Because yeah. when somebody somebody shifts your thinking, yeah, you well, just learn more about yourself than if you just didn't express it, right? Luckily, we're willing to listen, right? Yeah, you yeah you need someone like yourself where you're you are good at listening um, and Hope taking so. ideas from people, but I. Th- I think it does pay off to have some semi-firm ideas, slightly malleable, but semi-firm because that's a sign that you are trying to craft yourself and how you see the world and communicate it. Mm-hmm. You're just uh, figuring out your values in life, basically. Yeah, yeah. and they should always be shifting. But yeah, but I guess at a certain point you have to make a decision. There's mm. a weird correlation to politics in this conversation. Right mm. now. <laughs> We're not going to get into no. that, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. Avoid it at all costs. Yeah. My my <laughs> conversations on art seem to uh, go back to life things more yeah. than art. <laughs> Good though, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, life should inspire art. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see where we're at. There's too much to talk about. Um. Yeah. We we got through your origin story. Although we just like we just uh-huh. kept wandering around. I like how how yeah. how, how how this is shifting. Yeah. Uh, you you've uh, yeah. Let's see. I think you put a lot of value. In versatility, at least uh, seemingly looking at your portfolio, portfolio mm-hmm. or just not even portfolio, just your work, it seems like you, uh, you've you traveled through different mediums. Hmm. I, I know you like drawing and painting from life. You use gouache and watercolor. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Ink, you dive into, well, you do a lot of digital work. And has this been a conscious, have those been conscious decisions? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it it's a little bit like you know you produce a piece of work that is quite successful either like everyone else likes it or you really like it it's very easy to dissect what was good about that and then just continue on that path and professionally have that persona or that look that you've crafted and that's one way to go but mine mine is more like i think i will learn more if i try something i'm not familiar with and i battle with it and it in the short term, you, you kind of question whether or not that's a good thing because professionally, people might look at you and say, you're all over the map. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and other people will say, no matter what you do, I can still tell it's yours. Yeah. And so I think no matter what you create, you'll still have an identity in it. And that kind of frees me to want to do new things because when you go and do that graphic style as a break from that, more realistic 3d rendering you mm-hmm. might land somewhere in between that you never would have found otherwise mm-hmm. this can't yeah this is quite refreshing because mm. but so do you not crave to be a one style person no, yeah. no. because uh, often and it's like it's probably one of the most asked questions is like everyone mm. asks like how do you find your style what and right. I, I almost i feel like i almost start cringing at this question at this mm. point but oh you're asking me um, no, I, well, if you want to answer that, sure. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think it's, this is a really common question, but it's, I, I like the fact that you are, uh, you don't get stuck in one thing because mm. at a certain point it works and people like it. But because yeah. what I want to ask is that when it does work, are you tempted to make more? Or that's when you try to get out of it. I don't, yeah, I don't seem to have to think about this too much. So I might just naturally drift from one thing to the other and have so many work in progress things going on that mm-hmm. you can kind of just flow to whichever one is aligning with you at the time. And sometimes you'll 
you'll obviously work on a series of pictures at the same time. Mm -hmm. Just like you're when you're preparing for an art show, yeah, yeah. you'll have something that's unifying your thoughts, and you put out a whole bunch of pieces for it. But I usually do those at the same t like same point in time. Do so, you feel so, like yeah. yeah? Go ahead, sorry. Oh, just like you'll you'll design a like ten paintings or mm -hmm. or ten characters in a certain style in a certain world, and then when you're done that, yeah. you're on to the next thing and trying to make the next thing different so you don't feel like you need to have that look and i only ask that for example you know if you wanted to be an illustrator and you want to illustrate for magazines mm. typically that i'm noticing the trends and although you have mentioned you want to avoid the trends but i've noticed the trends that people get hired to do the thing that they do because clients know what to expect and there's not going to be surprises um you know having said that do you are you thinking about that you're are you Mm -hmm. Or are you specifically trying not to go that way? Well, that, that would be the downfall of that plan if I did want to <laughs> do that, for sure. Um, I would kind of just, like, if, if somebody was patient enough to approach me with that kind of idea, I would just say, like, you know, look, look at my work, find one that actually caught your eye, and, yeah, I, yeah. and we'll, we'll start in that sphere. And, um, yeah, some people really have this, uh, this anxiety that people are, like, like hyper hyper real 3d rendered stylized work is all the rage right now so i need to produce mm -hmm. like a dozen pieces that has that and yeah. sometimes i tell them like just do two good ones and they will still see that in you mm -hmm. and so I, I hope that would save me as as in like yeah honestly yeah. so for me hearing you speak about this i think this is why you fit so well into the design entertainment industry because you have to be a, a different person every project right yeah. So I think yeah. that uh, I, I'm guessing that's probably why you like it because every time you're on a project, you're like, well, now be this person, now try this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as as far as you know, working with different superiors, different uh, coworkers, different show style, uh, different workflows, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes different tools depending on how how uh, 3D gets used. Um, you you do have to be really malleable, but I am finding I. And this is not in a conceited way at all. I, I find I'm kind of principled in many avenues. So I do have, you know, expectations of how I hope productions and will go and people will treat each other well. And that's the thing that might get in the way of me being versatile is I, I am principled and I have specific things. Do I you want to give some details here? What, what, what do you mean by that? Not just... I just like hope like any any place I work, everybody is like extremely respectful and mm -hmm. they lift each other up and they don't like nobody's getting bullied or brought down. You have to remember you're you're still making cartoons. We're yeah. here to help each other. We're trying to work as a team. So this is just be um, this is beyond the art though. This is community like a work uh, environment. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm probably topic hopping like mad. No, 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 that's good. The, I keep the, going. Yeah. The question goes for five seconds and yeah. I drift somewhere. But. Well, we'll travel around it. No, but yeah. maybe let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, you're talking about what you're, what you're expecting. And so uh, actually, uh, let's do this. Can you mention some kind of worst, best uh, behaviors or not behaviors more so, but like practice that, that have you experienced in studios? Mm, sometimes it could be something as simple as workload, for example. Um, you know, sometimes if you see someone on your team sweating and they're slammed, they got a huge delivery. Um, is your team the kind of team that will band together and mm -hmm. take some work off them and help them out? And 
sometimes with things like that, I'm, you know, I'm a little too strong-willed <laughs> and principled. I think Me too. Me too. in many ways, I'm, like you said, like incredibly versatile in art. And I, I think my personality is quite versatile, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I want to remain principled. Okay, I see what the point you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be, yeah. but this is like beyond art. You have these standards of how you, I mean, you hope that the ethics and the practices of studios or people you work with are yeah. on a certain level. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, <laughs> if, if for people who don't work in animation industry, it's uh, got to be honest, there's a lot of yeah. mis, uh, mispractice. Is that a word? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah no matter what no matter what your job is, like, There's yeah. A lot of standards being I've dropped done, down. <laughs> yeah, some pretty interesting jobs, like, leading up to entertainment design while I'm saving up money. Like, I climbed internet towers to install wireless internet. <laughs> I worked at a, a log home building yard, and at each of these jobs, you know, you'll have the same kind of things I'm mentioning, right? Mm -hmm. You'll have true collaborators, you'll... And, and artists, I will say, uh, as a, an aside to that, are sometimes we're like can be more introverted on average. Sometimes mm -hmm. uh, egos can can brew in artists, and that's a bit of a stereotype. Mm -hmm. But there are certain realities you face when you're working with groups of artists, and socially, it's difficult for a lot of people. And I'm I'm pretty sensitive to that as mm -hmm. well. I'm trying to think, I was going to ask the best environment you've been in. Uh, it's it would probably be the uh, I worked on the Escape from Planet Earth. Okay, so it's another film, right? Yeah. yeah, and that that's the one I mentioned where it was incredibly um, collaborative, and yeah, it's it's really honestly wonderful to see so many artists pooling their work together, and, you know, watching scenes come alive with each department. Mm -hmm. That's probably been one of my most rewarding experiences. That's awesome. This is why I. I realize I like studio, working in a studio is just it's being surrounded by those artists. Mm -hmm. I've I've left some jobs previously in the past just because you know if it's only two three people on a team, uh, it, uh, it's not a, it's not as challenging as if you're surrounded by whatever six nine ten artists mm -hmm. and everyone's submitting their work every day and you just feel like they're pushing you because they yep. you just see good work and that's really exciting to me. I think yep. that, because especially that when you feel like you're part of the team. And you don't want to be the person who brings the team down. There's this extra like motivation to just be like, okay, let's, let's do this. Yeah. I want to be yeah. as good as you guys and try to make better work. Yeah. That, that, which is why maybe bouncing back and forth, like you're saying, from freelance to studio is maybe a healthy way to do it. Yeah. So you yeah. get some both. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That, that competition can drive a lot of people and sometimes it can do the opposite and sure. it, yeah. it can push somebody away and it, and people don't all have the same personality and I think we, we ought to just really pay attention to other people's preferences and where they're at because you can't you can't treat an entire team the same way <laughs> yeah. and on, on the, the second point you made I think my skills have actually gone up um, in terms of ideation and problem solving with multiple constraints because that's a lot what design is mm -hmm. you know must be this big must have this function in the game yeah um I've improved that a lot in freelance because I've got to turn in work every single day in my current flow. Like, mm. it's so different than a studio. I get an email, it'll say, uh, spend six hours on this theme, show us what you got, okay. hand it in that night. Wow. Next morning, new email, yeah. new theme, new object or character, show <laughs> us what you got. It's not as free as an independent as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Not as romantic, right? I don't know. It yeah. just, it's... 
quite incredible like the the pressure it can put on you mm -hmm. and that's that's why i do the the hourly thing we talked about but mm -hmm. you know your work has to look like eight hours of drawing like if you hand it in mm -hmm. you, you're not there in the room to review it and stand up for yourself you got to hand in what looks like eight hours of good work and yeah. sometimes just knowing that i don't have a long-term contract with whatever this is mm -hmm. they could pull it and give it to someone else those kind of pressures actually yeah. made me really responsible and improve and also uh, now you're a solo business so you now you're the face of you rather than a company to mm. back you up now you're this is you so you really put yourself on the line in that way yeah i mean if if something goes wrong like luckily what my most recurring um client the the project manager is an incredible and i i get lots of flexibility so okay. if i'm kind of sick he'll say no hand it in tomorrow yeah, yeah but um i lost my i well, lost my train of thought yeah, put me back cool. i'm not gonna put you Where back are we we're going gonna, we're gonna keep, hey, i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw this one at you because okay i gotta make it harder for you uh, <laughs> so why i'm not you? giving you enough of my uh inner self oh uh, it, it's enough i'm just gonna keep pushing <sighs> because i can yeah why do you make personal work uh i say feel crappy if i don't <laughs> that's it yeah like wow. nice and simple <laughs> yeah I, I i'm i'm like that as well but i'm just hoping for something bigger i can go yeah i <laughs> as, as you can tell i ramble quite a bit like I, i just have a lot of thoughts and good i want to learn to be a little more concise so I'm, and you um, did it <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess a, a little bit uh one more tier away from that um yeah. You know, sometimes you do need breaks. Mm -hmm. You need to maybe absorb new information, like from things outside of your sphere, like I mentioned. Um, but I get kind of fidgety and approach. Like I'm, I don't, I don't think I've been like truly depressed for a long time. Maybe growing up in pockets, mm -hmm. but you know, you, the sadness starts to increase if I spend a long time feeling like I'm not being useful. And I think, <laughs> I think even if I don't have a big following online, I you know i don't really care too much yeah. right now i just have to be being useful saying something making yeah. something productive you know? yeah to me that uh, I, i don't <laughs> i even like i don't have any video games within reach like things like that like i've already taken big steps to make sure that i don't get pulled far away from being yeah. passionate about art yeah It's simplified your life yeah but i you know what i asked this question because i'm I ho hoping to find more these truth for myself because just like mm. you often just keeping busy and working is that, that's part of it yeah I, but mm. I, i'm i feel like, i think i'm especially lately i'm constantly trying to search for something beyond mm. uh, beyond just making work right uh, and this goes back to the conversation we had about finding meaning mm -hmm. and then meaning within the work and and often For a reason it takes more time to try to figure out why to make something that actually just makes something so i find you know for example it's something i spoke with a friend recently uh, there's comfort in just making work there's comfort in just making studies you know it's right in front of yep. you you're going to get better the skill goes up but uh, it's it's easy and it's good but at mm -hmm. a certain point try to it's like making an impact and how do you do that and then how yeah. do you make it so that your work speaks And mm -hmm. honestly, you see other people's work that are just fine art, fine artists like who just do studies. I mean, you, James Gurney or Richard Schmidt. You look at their mm -hmm. work, the sceneries, and they're powerful. And a lot of artists do that. It just maybe just personally, I, I don't find it enough, right? Or maybe I, 
or maybe the society is putting a pressure on me to make it feel like it should be more than that, but maybe it is enough. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, going, looking back at, like, the entertainment idea, like, sometimes we just need to see something pretty because we're going through a rough time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's totally true. People and love paintings of landscapes in their houses. They're not going to get yeah. something chaotic, so. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, even, even like, the, the walls in my apartment, like, I've, I think I, I went around and counted, and I, I don't buy expensive works, but mm. I've, I think I've bought uh, around 15 like local artists' original works, Very and nice. they're super different. Yeah. Like I think it, it that like when I think about that, based on what we've talked about, like mm -hmm. it kind of make makes sense as well. Yeah. Because yeah. um, one, yeah, a couple things if I can remember them. One, one uh, I, I read a book called uh, Art as uh, Therapy mm -hmm. by Elaine de Baton, and that one kind of made me rethink art. Uh, it, it covers like the museum spectrum and then also why we as humans use it. Mm -hmm. But there are times when like life is overwhelming and you need to look at something calming. Yep. There are times when you are bored and fidgety and you need to look at something challenging. And I think what I took away from that is art is a tool to help your, you know, your inner life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very easy to always grab for the, the, the gratifying, you know, video games and things. And for mm -hmm. me, it certainly was. Mm -hmm. But if you start removing those and you look for more challenging art, um, I think that tool is actually what's building most of my personality in the long run. Is the challenging art? But yeah, being being challenged and seeing art as something that should challenge you, mm -hmm. which is very uh, unpopular, I think in the line of work I'm in like yeah um, I'm thinking right now that I think the calming art is pro calming art is a lot more popular mm -hmm. and, and I think this probably speaks to that need the, the yeah. reason why people even consume art is often it, it doesn't have to be destruction but it is like the piece mm -hmm. you think, think about music music and, and yeah and then yeah. when you think about that same analogy of complex or challenging art in music I would say it does go darker and it in or maybe deeper complex and <laughs> Once again, Emery and I spoke about metal, and that's the yep. it's not a very popular form, but it's a it's a very challenging form. I think it's meant to be yeah. a challenging art. I think. I mean, not everything. Once again, I can't generalize, but it's often the maybe the more it is often the, the more complex and maybe the more challenging you go, the less people are going to actually like it. Right? Oh yeah, I guess it, it goes goes into niches. Like I don't know how many types of metal there are, but there's like a lot, right? <laughs> I don't I don't know yeah. enough to start naming more than like no, three no. or four. But but and and so yeah. on on this topic. Uh, do you care about having popularity or following? Mm. Um, because we're not not a lot, you know. No? Like part of, I think part of what lets me be me is not really caring what people think. I do get that from you, and yeah. I, I like it. I mean, if I if I did, it would be nice because I would be able to maybe find funding for some of the longer term projects that I've started and had to pause because I don't have a way forward. And that's, you know, that would be nice, but that's not <laughs> going to dictate that's not you. my behavior and my, what I make, yeah. you know? Um, I did want to say like the, the music is actually like a really nice analogy for where I think your average person is lacking in visual art because everyone gets music instantly, right? You, mm -hmm. you can put on your favorite album when you're down and it's mm. comforting you can yeah. put on it something energizing when you need it yeah. and you know if you're a if you're an artist sitting at your desk you know like rock through tons of work mm -hmm. just with like 
you know, if you like like electronic, like yourself, yeah. or you want metal, you want some energy. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to visual art, I think we we don't think about it in the way of how useful it is, even though it's around us all the time. Like we don't we don't seek it in the same way beyond what to pick on Netflix or what movie mm -hmm. at the theater. Do you think we should demand the same out of it? I think so. Like like w when you ask somebody if they're into music and they say hip hop, there's a really good chance they're into the meaning the lyrics mm -hmm. you know the, the beats yeah yeah sometimes it, w it might be the instrumental side of it but yeah. that's a sign to me that already somebody's thinking like what's the purpose behind this music other than being uh like like pop music where the the meaning is not the point it's dancing <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know um so Energy. when i find like favorite artists it's the lyrics like they're mm -hmm. putting their See? life artistically into this unique package Mm -hmm. where emotionally or storytelling wise it will resonate with me and mm -hmm. it'll last and i'm like that that's art to me mm -hmm. but <laughs> this is why i think music is a, just a more powerful medium it's just m more powerful mm -hmm. than visual art and it, mm. uh, it, we just can't help it it's got to be in our nature i think like the, the sounds the it, it works it, with our brain a little easier right i i yeah uh, and it's this example i, I use that how often do you feel like you need to listen to the same song versus you need to see a painting? Pretty much. Mm. How often do you think like, oh, I can't wait to see this painting. I got to see it <laughs> 10 times today. <laughs> Nobody does that. And uh, so then you look at it as a medium while art is very powerful and brings a lot of value and it's important. It's uh, like art as a visual art. Uh, just m music. Mm. Just music seems to resonate with people so much more. It has a lot of advantages too. Yeah. Like it's, it's one one of your sensory arrays that you can keep busy while you <laughs> visually do something different yeah. and there's there are a lot of probably natural i don't i don't know biological reasons as well totally. why music just works you know yeah um did you say you play or you, you write music hey? did you say you play music or do you write i did learn guitar for for many years but okay. uh never never quite got into hmm. songwriting and things like that but i'm curious um, i'm curious so good there's one there's one other thing um go, uh, going back before you mentioned music about mm -hmm. like what's what's um satisfying to create and like what's enough mm -hmm. um i have a, a book that is just for brainstorming and writing down ideas and that's one of the best things i've ever done um it, it might have come from the advice of another artist in a talk long ago but mm -hmm. it's it's mostly for writing and barely thumbnailing ideas okay and it's a thick book you fill it up um, anytime you get ideas and the funny thing is like you get such a burst of energy just from getting ideas mm -hmm. and a lot of people popularly say well everyone has ideas but the more you write them down the more they start to cross pollinate mm -hmm. and like like you can pick up my idea book and flip through it and you know what I'm about <laughs> if I'm if I'm executing this book properly yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know what's on my mind what I care about and and the piece that's actually on the cover page for the the podcast is mm. is like three of those pages combined into what you see as a statue of um, critically endangered North American animals. And I like how you call it Future Memorial. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, mean, uh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know you've talked about uh, naming artwork before. I, I and did. I tried no. to pick something that uh, adds a little, but uh, yeah, uh, that. Is it bad? Then it no, no, it's great. I think it, like you, you completed it with that name. Mm. It completed the idea. Mm. So as far, uh, do you plan to take this idea farther, or was the illustration the final execution of the idea that you wrote down? I, 
I think it's healthier for me to think that it's final and I will, I will still try and make um, similar um, inspirations or executions of the idea, mm -hmm. but it won't look the same, like different rendering, different design, different, mm -hmm. maybe different media, who knows. You said, so in the beginning, you did say you wanted more out of your artwork than, mm -hmm. uh, than just the image, right? Like you're, by swaying away from the entertainment industry you're i guess you're, you're going towards more like the impact and the value mm. and so uh, about about the art that you plan to make in the future I, you know i know i asked you like why you make personal work and you said because to make personal work because it doesn't work otherwise but so we touched on the this topic of uh, kind of bringing good to the world and using your art as a tool to just better others lives as you're, you're pursuing future projects i don't know is there anything you can mention that's in the works on your mind or do, do you have a have you built up a goal in that idea book of something you're going to pursue soon or you are already that could be uh, making an impact there's a there's a few i mentioned that i had to put on pause um one of them is on like the the human condition where i i interviewed um I think uh, around 22 people, and cool. I, I asked them about their anxiety, their loneliness, mm -hmm. um, how they see strangers, how they cope with that side of the world, and my, my plan was to pair their interview with illustrations and bring my, my caricature and character design yeah. all together, um, because I've drawn like thousands of people in coffee shops, yeah, like yeah. tons. It's like, yeah. I want to do, I want to, I want to take this, but add meaning to it. And that came from like, what are these people thinking? How mm -hmm. are they different? How are they similar? And uh, that one's been through two prototypes, a book and a web page. Um, mm -hmm. Hasn't come to fruition. So maybe it's a journey piece where it's going to evolve into something. You think you'll finish it? Oh, I want to, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you get down to like the real talk that I, I like and I have a big history that led me up to this point to care about it. Mm -hmm. um, other other people's doing doing interviews, um, mm -hmm. maybe like yourself asking real questions. Um, there's there's so much wisdom it, sitting in this little clipboard I have, and mm -hmm. I feel so bad that I didn't follow through yet getting it made into something. Because as much as I want to, I'm not a marketer and a business person at the same time. Um, so that that's an example of one. I have a couple more, but. Give me more. Or um, the other one's the spore one you mentioned. Okay, yeah, let's um, talk about that because I do want to talk a couple about a couple of projects on your webpage. Oh, sure. Yeah, website. Go ahead. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that that one I, I I filled like a really large sketchbook with like 500 unique plants that are inspired by microbiology because nice. I, um, it's it's sad to me but also inspiring how like quickly we're eradicating certain parts of the planet without mm -hmm. even understanding the organisms and how um, biodiversity is working on small scale. Mm -hmm. So this project is kind of a, applying like a, a playful, more whimsical, imaginative look to, you know, plants and mushrooms and, mm -hmm. um, and their habitats. And, and it's all being inspired by real biology. Is it almost like what could be? What can be? Yeah, like well, when you look at certain things under under like electron microscopes, yeah. and they look, you know, for lack of better words, like crazy alien, like yeah, they, you, wild. yeah, yeah uh, like pollen grain cells, um, or uh, uh, pollen grains, I mean, and mm -hmm. and the structures, and when you look at feathers under a microscope, and 
just everything becomes this whole other level of fascinating that before the electron microscope we had no idea mm -hmm. uh, what was happening and just the idea that we we're just romping around the earth <laughs> destroying countless unknown amounts yeah. of life and we don't understand the intricacies so that's the serious part the fun part is i also love um plant design in same, general same yeah. and um anytime i've seen like concept art books where they they explore an alien world and it feels familiar but it's different mm -hmm. um so th those are the two main facets that came together this is probably the best way to do it i like the idea describing where it's it's got meaning but it's also fun they just combine right. you know, combining the two just the love yeah. and it makes sense because then it's it's digestible because it is fun and then there's this right. extra element to it I, I, I like yeah. to think or I hope to approach more like personal work or just even art shows in that in that way mm. I think it, like you, you mentioned before that appealing aspect of an image is very important there as well beyond right. just being meaningful right because yeah. that's that's the trigger to investigation yeah. right mm -hmm. and in my case I, I haven't uh, found the way forward for that one to make the educational part uh, part of it because it needs to be some form of multimedia and that that's a big undertaking i love this idea i think this is where this is where vr has to come in mm. if you got some really really nice cameras that do zoom in as much as an electric you're saying electric microscope yeah electronic yeah, electronic yeah. microscope yeah. and then you journey through that world yeah. you don't need concept art really it's like mm. this world, <laughs> all yeah that. yeah and i yeah i have a good friend who does vr and uh, okay um, I'll make him listen to this later, so he Please knows that this. I'm open to, uh, yeah, collaborating on this. But, uh, but I think yeah. that would be a really cool way to complete it. Or, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you're, you're going to get into like modeling and creating this world, but just to me, because uh, maybe I know I'm fascinated by nature, maybe similar to you, where wandering through, yeah, just some spores, but like on a microscopic scale, that would be so yeah. fun. That would be so fascinating and interesting. Yeah, and part of it is like you would never understand the scale of the world you're looking at yeah. and you can you know go inside that little pocket that turns into mm -hmm. a cave and it is and uh the, the multimedia idea where the education would come in is that as you click around through the world it would actually deliver you facts about mm. um like how mycelium like mushrooms yeah. actually spread in the ground you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah. how um species interchange nutrients to each other and mm -hmm there's some like beautiful connected message about some of these aspects but you know it's very hard to marry those things together as one person and complete a big project <laughs> yeah. but uh, it sounds like so much yeah. work it's, once you know what it takes to make like a 3d project mm -hmm. uh, this is too, i yeah. think that's why so many artists do end up making comic books because it's like you can make a movie by yourself yeah. as a graphic novel because at least you know you're you're composing shots you're telling a story you're yeah. uh, you 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 are using camera work and emotion but at least it's manageable as one person and uh, like yeah uh, as, a, as a single human yeah to create a certain amount of work that's why i wonder if i'll have to make something like, like that in the future if kind of these big ideas do develop i don't know yeah i i want you to because i, I think <laughs> i think like i'll try I think approaching something that's meaningful and is about something more than me which i think is a bit of the departure from practicing entertainment art in my free time yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's more about like look what i can do mm -hmm. and and that's not a slant to anyone but the idea itself of pursuing some grander project mm -hmm. even if you know right now you can't do it all on your own 
you might be able to hit a milestone and now be able to talk about it. And I have on my website in that section, there's, there's 10 uh, families of mm-hmm. like really out there plants that came from the same seed. And I have that as a milestone at least show people and maybe in the future someone will be like hey i want to make that yeah you know if you make yeah if if there's a way see the the this is what i want to talk to you about is if there's a way to monetize it to make it happen Mm. but there's a there's that issue of bringing art and money together which Mm kind of need to right yeah if you want to make something big at this point you're gonna have to but then the challenges that come with it are yeah they're big and unfortunate and they adjust your initial vision and that's kind of how it works right yeah yeah Yeah. uh and that's unless you have the time and space to do something and just put it out there for free, like the, the more similar, the human um, condition project I talked mm-hmm. about. Like I was just, you know, building a website with social tools on it for free. Like I didn't want to monetize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like this, if you're looking at building a complicated app or a web experience, oh my you'd, God. you'd have to find yeah. a way or, uh, you know, you have to yeah. do a vertical slice and then try and use that as your pitch, something like that. Mm-hmm. But so it, 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 I wanted to ask you if there's something you think about the um, how money, how like the financial side of can af- affect your project or does it? Do you, are you conscious of, you know, if you do want to make a, 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 have your idea made in a certain way, then it would have to be complicated or adjusted. Is this something you I don't know, wonder about or just create? It hasn't really come up no? so far too much. Like, like not long ago, I had a friend offer to buy like a painting off me that nice. I wasn't planning on selling and so i don't actually engage in selling things i work currently i I produce currently Mm -hmm. so i haven't actually been approached with having to change my like uh (laughs) my own personal art just to get something funded other than you know client work but that's not for me yeah exactly that separation is really important yeah but I, i will have to hit that in the future if um if i wanted to get one of these things out there and try and have an impact but mm-hmm. it's really inspiring to see people who are able to make something on a grand scale with a high budget and yet maintain the uh, a value in it mm-hmm. and that's why once again i think we're doing a lot of loops but i'm going back to you're saying the projects a movie that would come every once in a while mm-hmm. and it would hit you so hard because it actually has substance and uh, and i honestly mm-hmm. The, most artists probably do want to make something with a lot of substances just what happens along the way and once you get to the final product yeah. right that maybe just doesn't get, get there as much for whatever reasons yeah but yeah when something like that comes around it's just it's like a boom You're like what it, yeah, it is actually yeah. possible it is <laughs> is there anything so um can you can you think of something recently that was it was an art piece of art in in any form that did strike you or actually delivered on something valuable Hmm. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm a little, <laughs> s- I'm a little swamped right Those now. Those are hard but like, questions. Yeah, yeah. But um. Hmm. Like I'm. Yeah, I guess one person I was I was just looking through their book. A guy named Sean Tan. Mm-hmm. Um. He he does uh, illustrated books, and sometimes you just see the amount of like life experience that mm-hmm. is going into these stories, but they're so serious and just playful enough to pull you along um i'm I'm a big fan of his work because it feels so human mm-hmm. and so important but it it looks the part and you want to investigate um so when i see um certain artists like that going outside the box and 
marrying the ideas and the aesthetics that can do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's it's a struggle. Like being being passionate about art, you could go down really long, lonely pathways where you're not finding success because you believe that art should mean something, and you know the world might not help you out along the way. Yeah. So it, sometimes there's a question of like I I could be enjoying other facets of my life instead of being so passionate about art contributing to the world so true right this is, this is a sacrifice of it i think yeah he's sacrificing yeah. time and commit uh, i yeah. guess connections for this pursuit a lot yeah um and sometimes i look at people who just make things that are fun looking and they have fun making them and people have fun looking at them and i'm like why can't i just be more like that you know <laughs> yeah. why can't why yeah. can't doing cool just be good enough so your brain is just not worried that way then no like well at times yeah, of course, when you're on the job and someone says, you know, come up with some cool animals for this, mm -hmm. you're going to get into it. Yeah, it's your job to get into it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm in my own free time, I'm not looking to impress anybody with cool stuff. <laughs> like, it's not, cool's not good enough to yeah. me, you know, if that yeah. makes sense. I, I don't want to be too harsh, but... Ignorance is bliss, yeah. 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 And then, so, do you ever th question or think about how you also fit into the art community in that way then? Mm. you're so community minded I have to keep uh, am I, am I keep going back to this that's interesting no it's good yeah. though yeah. like yeah you're always thinking about like one one step back about community and where where people are fitting together it's nice so I I mean also it's part of it because of the conversations mm. we had previously yeah the topics because no, I, I know it's you good. care like, I, I, yeah. yeah I know you care even for example sometimes uh, just looking at uh, our common friends online and someone post a piece of art and right. then I see your comment and it's actually like it's thoughtful and you actually took the time to think or address something or notice and oh, i don't yeah, see a lot of yeah, people yeah. so i think that's interesting maybe, maybe the reason why i asked it is because you actually i can see you being engaged in the same way yeah i, I think yeah it's it's probably true because i, I wanted yeah like uh, likes are cheap <laughs> likes are just true. so damn cheap yeah. and i don't like sure i like them you like them you give them out Feels so but good. but to me, when somebody stops and looks at my art and they type something that is not just cool, it shows me that they paused and thought about the work and then wanted to reciprocate something to me. It's it's the opposite of cheap, right? Yeah. And, you know, instead of me whipping my thumb up one more time and going to the next thing, I could leave a nice comment and close it. That's yeah. so much better to me. Like, yeah, I feel It feels personal, right? In, yeah. a, in a medium that may not feel so i'm guilty i'm guilty of using uh, uh emojis oh. as comments i saw i saw a recent <laughs> post about this jake is not a fan of emojis <laughs> yeah uh it just yeah it, it, from a higher level it's kind of like the idiocracy movie where we're dumbing language down more and more and more it's not it's not that they're not fun or useful um but yeah you spend some time on instagram and you get real about the communication that's happening and it's yeah. nice and quick nice and quick oh yeah nice and temporary forgettable this is why I'm sometimes happy. I'm happy to have you in oh, here man. because I'll just bug you about all these questions for two hours and yeah well I, I get disappoint to. people who are they seem happier I, I swear I'm pretty happy I'm just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Acti actively <laughs> critical frequently and yeah we'll have to uh, yeah in the end we're just gonna make sure at the end of this podcast you're like no in reality everything is good yeah it's good we actually don't hate it too much 
It just we just every time we talk, it just goes down this path. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's where we get to. Yeah. And uh, if yeah, if anybody new discovers my uh, Instagram account after this, please leave me some fire or something. Oh, yeah, just fire emojis. Come just on. to spite me. Yeah. Pile on. Yeah. I love it. I, I think not? they're fun. Yeah. I just really love the emoji of two hands and a little. Is it a diamond or a star? See, I don't or remember. There's like a clapping and then there's a, yeah. Hashtag blessed. Okay, yeah. nobody sees me making yeah. <laughs> gestures yeah. right it's now. It's pretty but good though, yeah. I love that one. If Okay, if you if you are friends with somebody and you send them a funny gif, it means a lot. If a stranger sends you a funny gif, you're like, ooh, what's the correlation yeah. here? And the same with emojis. Like if if you, you've got a mm. close friendship with somebody, <laughs> that emoji could mean a lot. That's a good point. You have to know. Yeah. You, yeah, you have to know what the person means by it. I get it. So a lot of my criticism was like me, like random people coming to your profile, dropping a bunch of emojis saying, come look at me. These days, half, like, that half culture the, yeah. is what I was really criticizing, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, these days I feel like half the time it's bots, right? It's like people buying yep. bots to get more attention to them. Yeah, uh, that drives me mad. Like, well, see, but it's because yeah. you you actually, you probably don't get it because you said before you, you don't care so much about being very famous while mm. i do know a lot of artists including myself the validation does feel good so mm -hmm. it's like you, you you doesn't seem like you're pursuing that side where for so many people you know having that branding and a face online right. and it, it is a real thing yeah yeah well yeah i mean like kind of what i said earlier like if you if you mention a picture like say the the cover picture i'll just refer to that because yeah, yeah. um people might be well i've seen that if they clicked yeah. on this I I remember like the the, conver the conversations that happened because of that picture or the comment that was left. I can't tell you how many likes that picture got. I don't remember. I have no clue. It's but good. I do yep. remember friends who were like congratulating me on you know I don't know what, what the success from whatever facet they saw in that piece, whether mm -hmm. it's the rendering or the research, which was pretty hard. Um, <laughs> it was great. Oh it's man, complicated. Yeah, and just so people are aware why I was kind of upset and made that picture there there at the time of doing it in the database there's 644 critically endangered North American species just in North America this is critical this is wow. this is the level before like extinct wow. and there's five levels of severity this is four out of five wow. and just just finding that out like I just I was at the library picked up this book because like sometimes I just will wander through the reference or art sections of the library mm -hmm. and that inspiration was just from this book yeah just a listing of things that we are destroying oh, that hurts yeah yeah look it up online mm -hmm. uh go through the spreadsheets <laughs> and get that big total and then ah, just yeah it just it is really hurt i'm like what are we what are we doing yeah and well soon ai is going to come and kill us so hold it <laughs> someone will take yeah. care of this problem oh. of this human uh, problem Man, right? please be good please be good for a long time before you turn <laughs> please Hey, but uh, we are the problem, so yeah. we're gonna have to be taken care of eventually. <laughs> but this this is a good example of almost like the, to me the the right kind of inspiration. Like if you want to go down a path of making meaningful work, look at all this real stuff. Right? There's it's hard. I, I think yeah. th there's a lot to look at from life experiences and just life to yeah, just maybe pursue something uh, valuable. But see, I keep going back to this thing where. I know this doesn't have to be so like and it's cool to just make cool art mm -hmm. it's fine i'm just like ah. <laughs> rest i'm just based on experiences i've had i'm i'm restless and not okay with only making cool and fun and um, that's that's me and if mm -hmm. other people 
are and that that is their happy lifestyle i i don't look down on mm -hmm. people like like when i say cool art is not good enough for me mm -hmm. that's but just speaking from my motivations i'm not lowering other people right it just makes us sound like haters that's all we are we're pretentious oh. artists people <laughs> <laughs> well that's what happens when you have any kind of opinion there you're you you're putting on some kind of power scale between sure. different people yeah it's all, it's all our fault yeah yeah the, 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 so my plan so far and ho hopefully you know along this conversation of finding meaning through work is i think uh, look at uh, similar avenues that you're talking about mm. and so that to make me uh, care about something so when i, I am sitting and down and drawing even if it's something that's pretty fun and cartoony and mm. whatever I, I just hope that the backbone of it kind of like the spore idea you're talking about the, ba uh, the there is something extra to it mm. um, because yeah. I re I realized about myself that that, that will make me feel good I think right because now I'm trying to reach for this extra thing and I would I would say it um, just advice for anyone who is looking to be you know maybe a, a tad more introspective with with their art like you you don't have to approach it like an illustrator where the picture has the message loudly in it in order for it to be successful. Right. Like doesn't the need to spoon feed, right? Or, or yeah. just, it doesn't even have to necessarily be in the result while you develop ideas. So the mm -hmm. spore thing, you're just like, you look at it and it's just a bunch of weird, maybe cool plants. But, but you don't know that I watched a documentary on uh, mushroom developing that just blew my mind seeing yeah. things in the micro scale in slow motion like you don't you don't know the inspiration behind it but just by me creating those strange plants like mm -hmm. i am actually working on my my inner passions mm -hmm. so I, I guess what i'm tr trying to express is that like you you don't need to constantly have it on your sleeve the whole time yeah. the inspiration for it but have that idea book and constantly be trying to go a little deeper and that path is is what i'm just working it's on. like do your homework, i don't know basically. the answer yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you're doing yeah. the yeah and i think this is just and so uh, what it sounds like to me what you're saying it's just being well-rounded you, you want to be a well-rounded artist you know from mm. beginning to end it seems like a f uh, creating something yeah and it can be as simple as just like being accurate to something that you're producing yeah yeah, yeah. what's your what's your ideal lifestyle Give me, give me a good life. Good life for Jake. Man, like right now is excellent. Like um, having some freedom in schedule so that you can produce artwork and projects. Um, you just need to carve out enough time and space to actually develop ideas and be an artist. That's what kind of makes me happy. So you need some work to be disciplined. You need some social time to not mm -hmm. be lonely. <laughs> and having time to like explore all of the inputs you're getting from the world like i'm i have space to do that mm -hmm. right now um sounds like you value the struggle though right oh it, it's i guess i have to well because, right? because your answer was not mm. my idea lifestyle is not having to worry about work and just making my own stuff you didn't say that mm -hmm. so i'm guessing you do like the, the limited aspect of time is it pushing you limited aspect of time yeah because mm. now like you know a third or half of your day is work for someone else mm -hmm. do you mind it i kind of like uh sp spread it out through the week so i, c I could end up working four hours every day of the week and that kind of suits okay, so me a little more pretty so, so you do have a good setup then for that 
uh, yeah, not all the time, but that's kind of ideal. Mm-hmm. Is is um, hmm. is ideal lifestyle in Vancouver for you? That doesn't have to be necessarily no. Um, I don't know. I, I I do care about like consumerism and a lot of the things we're doing to the planet, and yeah. I feel like sometimes my lifestyle does fit that very much because I, I I'm a little bit like anti-luxury. I <laughs> I save money. I don't splurge much. Um, and I, I feel like all I really want is freedom to learn and contribute. So learning, getting all the inputs, contributing, making art, um, whether it's just as a bystander making something quickly or it's something where I want to be a specialist and express a long-term project. Just having the ability to do that is all of the goal, I think. Mm-hmm. So could equate to be simple as working less mm-hmm. in the long-term future but i don't have like i want to have coronas on the beach i want to travel the world i don't have that kind of idea do you know why um i think we spend a lot of time wow this is so deep anyone going anyone here like trying to learn about art i'm sorry <laughs> if uh, you don't like my perspective but <laughs> i think i think we're so quick to to escape and imagine that life is better everywhere else and mm-hmm. so the idea of uh, punishing the earth with flying planes around the world constantly and always longing for something else doesn't sit well with me you know like but what if it opens up your mind to something that you couldn't have just experienced before which is completely valid but I, I always remember there are over 7 billion of us and let's just say five billion of us in the short term future are capable and able of traveling constantly like mm-hmm. that's going to take its toll and it already has mm-hmm. so it's a good point i don't know i, I don't want to sound like I, I have any any um ego in this kind of way of thinking it's mm-hmm. it's more that like the more you think globally the more i want to do what's right in the biggest picture we can mm-hmm. um so yeah, if you want to be extra cynical, look up all the facts of how many airplanes are in the air at yeah, any yeah. given second, and uh, <laughs> that's why I'm curious <laughs> to see. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what you and or what many people would do uh, are able to do, especially with art about this issue. It mm. really, it's it, it's very interesting because often it does feel like we're limited. Mm. And, uh, you know, maybe we're limiting ourselves, but I'm, I'm really interested to see what you yeah. end up doing about this because there's, there's a lot of good causes there can you actually make an impact and a little yeah. dent in it we'll yeah. see yeah just the idea that you're trying is like back to the nobility aspect hopefully even if you even if you like fail it's the thing like you said when you look back like what did i spend my time doing were you trying to be a good person yeah you know yeah. and as far as your idea of like getting inspired on traveling like ab- absolutely i'm not saying it's bad but like i think we need to learn everything in moderation for sure yeah Yeah. have you ever considered uh, any other career rather than art i think there are lots of things my personality would align with um but not long term enough to to settle or pinpoint anything really Mm -hmm. i mean i was a volunteer firefighter for uh, many years before i moved out here um small town um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been a teacher. That was incredibly fulfilling. Um, just just having mentorships with people 
one on one was mm -hmm. kind of the the best part of it. Um, so there there are other avenues that would suit me, but I don't know. This is the one. What do you think? This what, is the one. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. It must be. Yeah, just I, just so many instances of art proving to be powerful and needed. Mm -hmm. um, I think are just going to keep keep driving me. Very cool. It's, it, it, it's great to see people in their right in their in their place. Yeah. It, yeah. It, because many people have not found it. Unfortunately, it's difficult. Some of us are lucky to know what we like, mm. but unfortunately, for uh, I think for a lot of people, it's a different thing. It's like answering a meaning of life, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Because you know, at least you found a way to reach it or go towards it, not reach it. Just yeah, just just constantly going towards it. It's like I, I didn't have a typical like you know college experience. I don't have a degree, but like mm -hmm. you know when you're entering from what I hear like university and you have a very generalist first year and you don't know where you're going like it's I think it should be the same with art like for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's your happy place happy place oh man um hmm when I stop thinking I guess like <laughs> yeah yeah, when there's when there's periods of true appreciating the present moment, like like if you have an hour between appointments and you just start wandering, Ooh, yeah. those are like actually happy places where you're just taking in, you're not trying to exert energy and judge things. You're just kind of wandering and appreciating what's around. Do you meditate? Um, I do not. It might help me sleep if I got good at it, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't sleep very easily so oh that's could be, be in the future <laughs> that, that would probably be your happy place then if you yeah. do wonder too much it, and it sounds like you do think a lot i think you're the kind of person probably the brain doesn't stop am i right uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah yes, for sure guessed it <laughs> uh who do you most admire is there is there people you look up to mm. There's, there's probably a long list of artists, and I, yeah, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time mentioning ones that people might not know, but basically any artist that is approaching their craft with a lot of like the essence of, of humanity in it somehow, whether it's in the songwriting lyrics or in, in the artwork, um, anything that sticks with me long term and usually revolves something around the, the human condition or some truth, um, Oh, I guess I'll mention one artist named Steve Cutts. Okay. Um, he's like a, a cartoonist, kind of like political cartoonist, but mm -hmm. he goes to like the really far edges of saying uh, the horrible truths about mm -hmm. materialism at Christmas time, for example. <laughs> and he will just go to the extreme, but man, sometimes I really feel what he's talking about. Uh, and he just released a film called Happiness where he uses... Um, mice as mm -hmm. the main actors of the film okay that's uh, a live action film you said uh oh, animated no, animated happiness yeah. okay i see here cool but yeah if, if you just uh um googled images for yeah. yeah look it up i'll have to check it out yeah. sounds very interesting and man you're see you do go dark huh he's <laughs> unfortunately maybe yeah. when you start paying attention it just goes dark and then that's kind of how yeah. it works yeah i think so yeah so that that guy in particular uh is probably the darkest influence i have and mm -hmm perhaps i'll go back to the the sean tan yeah. uh, example where it's uh at many times serious but it's obviously more playful more mm -hmm. charming um cool i'm looking that up i just gotta save this so I sure can go for it, it yeah. Yeah, yeah um 
Nice. And that, that, that fellow might cover anything from colonization mm -hmm. to what it feels like to be lonely as a child or mm -hmm. as a single child, whatever. Uh, it covers a good, good spectrum in different presentations. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Just like real artists, like real stuff, <laughs> not fluffy stuff, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not forgettable stuff. Yeah. I like the real, true artists coming through. Yeah, I appreciate that. You just, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to consume too much of it as right. well, just like anything else. Yeah. You can't get stuck. I think, yeah, maybe versatility comes in that place so yeah. that you're not just, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, there. I think so. Like, just having many different ones. And, like, the, when I mentioned performance art, uh, I yeah. know we're almost out of time, but uh, Unfortunately, um, yeah. Marina Abramovich. Okay. Um, she's, like, the, a performance artist that changed my mind about the craft completely. And um, there's a there's one notable one called the artist is present where she would just sit and you could sit in front of her and yeah. she would just emotionally connect with you and just just the idea of someone putting their body through that mm -hmm. uh, for one on one connections with people despite how many people there are in the world you know I couldn't help but feel like it was do you know do you know the I, one I know exactly and I watch okay. videos and I feel like my first reaction of course was i couldn't help but it felt like pretentious uh -huh. i think because of the yeah. grandiosity that they gave it i think anything that gets put into a large museum a large organization of course uh, maybe you can't help help but feel so when especially when it's called art and i think it's such a, a sensitive subject because it's mm -hmm. it's anything and everything but i, I think to person i think to truly appreciate it i, I would have wanted to be there because otherwise yeah. I, I i see it i kind of get it but to be emotionally connected to that mm. experience, I think there, you got to value. To value it, you need to be there. You need it to be yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either either be there or learn more about what led up to that, and that always adds value. And in in her case, there is a, a really good documentary, mm -hmm. and it goes through her life of all the things she did up till there, and it includes the the clips you've probably seen in that documentary. Mm -hmm. um, and when you have context of all of that, boy, it can pretty it can powerful. hit pretty hard. Awesome. All right, dude, man, I, we didn't even get to talk to you. I really want to talk about uh, some more about your teaching experience. Can you do any uh, lightning round, super lightning round, or is well, that too, I wanna, too I quick? Think, uh, I think I'll just uh, ask you the last one or, okay. or maybe two, but um, wh what's the lesson or wh what is something you would have wanted to tell your younger self before you went into post-secondary, mm. before you went to Art Institute? I knew this one was coming. I think, yeah. I, uh, I, think I wove it in um, about being exposed earlier. To yeah. yeah, you got it. Okay. Yeah. And just then... Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, just just being exposed to, to uh, it could just be the right teacher or someone saying it the right way, but just keeping mm -hmm. your mind open to a broader range of art. And then, um, what do we expect from you next five, ten years? What is uh, what's going to happen? Uh, hopefully, lots of different looking ideas and different looking um, executions of art mm -hmm. uh, could venture towards comics or interactive media probably still uh some entertainment mm -hmm. hoping to reach for some some good morals and tell a story that's really worth telling that's I'm what i hope for you yeah <laughs> you too and we're, we'll collaborate for sure like that, that's yeah. gonna happen i think yeah that's yeah. definitely gonna happen thank you so much man i really appreciate it this was oh, yeah. uh, i think we just weaved and bounced off ideas I, i'm looking forward to listening back to this and nice. i think we just we we just traveled through so many topics and uh, i think we'll have to do it again yeah i hope it hope it was fun for people even though i don't <laughs> have a very good radio voice <laughs> and, uh, yeah you do i had a lot of fun um Excellent. just i guess throughout right. your uh, website instagram 
<laughs> if you want to. Oh, but sure. Yeah, where yeah. people can find you and, uh, yeah. Uh, website is jakecollinge.com. So it's Jake, C-O-L-L-I-N-G-E. Um, and then Collinge Jake is the handle on Instagram. Instagram. Um, and those are the ones I use the most, I think. That's right. Okay, people, uh, go find them. A lot of amazing work and I'm sure a lot more to come. Yeah, Very thanks excited. for having me. It was great. Thank you. And then uh, if you want to come hang with us in the Secret Humble Drawing Club, uh, just look it up on Instagram. You'll find all the info. That's where we hang out, complain about life, and just uh, <laughs> try to figure out this art world. Kind of like we're doing here. It's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, if you want to learn more about Creative Theory Podcast, uh, find me, us, under that name, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, and all that. So come say hi. If you know some artists I should talk to, let me know. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Jake. Um, Thanks very much. All right, people. Have a good one. Make some cool art. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.